welcome back to another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy where my mother Kala Rao and I Tejas get together once a week to have conversations about life, laughter and everything in between. Today on the podcast we have a very special guest, my maternal grandmother who I fondly call Bangalore Aji. Hello amma, a very warm welcome. Amma means mother or mama in our language. I admire my mother for her optimistic approach to life. her financial acumen and her charismatic presence she's sure to leave an impression wherever she goes either through her wit and humor or the lack of it sometimes and despite severe pain due to arthritis we always find her cheerful something that is highly inspiring welcome to the show and we are so excited to have you here thank you so much for your kind words Thank you for being with us today Ajji. So So Ajji we have three things on the agenda for today and I'm sort of going to get us started on the first one of our discussions. Um you are the eldest of three siblings and you are an inspiration to everyone who has succeeded you having completed your master's degree. Uh because since you my mom has also finished a master's and I am going to pursue my master's now. but something that struck me very early on is that you chose to go into the teaching profession despite at that time it offering a comparatively less salary given that i am interested in going into teaching myself what i want to understand from you is uh, what inspired you to be a teacher at a university the most important thing is i wanted to be with the youngsters which i felt will keep me young both mentally and physically for a long time and to be with them as friends it was a boon for me so teaching it was heredity also my grand paternal grandfather and also my uncles two of my uncles fathers brothers were teachers and the most important thing is i wanted to communicate the feelings and knowledge what i learned from my elders to the youngsters in the best way possible and i was most inspired by my teachers and professors who did it at uh, so sincerely at that tejas there yeah. was a flip side to it you know that because she was a teacher her network was very strong so whether it was at school or at a college she made sure she knew all our teachers mine and my sisters and we couldn't bunk even a single class the report would go to her immediately so that was the flip side of she being a teacher at the pre university and the university level yeah i feel like i'm i'm very glad that you're not a teacher because i don't know what it would be like to call you ma'am in school and mom outside school like i always have that confusion about parents who teach in the same place as their children so i find that i find that hilarious but i think something else that i'm i'm curious to know about is how, how do you think she would describe her teaching style amma um it's more like an instructional way uh i remember the way she used to take uh, biology is a favorite subject and uh, we had that as a paper until grade 12 and uh, the way she used to go into the no- taxonomy the nomenclature and everything so it was uh, and she also taught us the fundamentals on how to remember because it is extensive she used to teach us through acronyms 
and help us remember all the botanical names and all that. And so it was really good. Right. Ajay, now in your own words, how would you describe your teaching style to everyone who listens? I, I mean, I wanted to make sure that all the students in the class, the last benchers, the middle benchers and the front ones must learn what I teach. It, it, I wanted them to make use of it, which I got it from my professors and teachers. So I don't think I would be able to survive in a classroom like that because I know that in college I used to sit on the middle bench and last bench and sleep nicely. I would be quite <laughs> worried to be a student of hers. And another thing yeah. is I never let a student to sleep or to be inattentive in my class. I was observing almost all the students, I can say simultaneously while teaching, even while turning to the board. I used to make sure that the students were engaged with the lessons, at least apparently, so that they won't be disturb disturbing the other students. Yeah, it was the same thing even at home, Tejas. Even when she was cooking in the kitchen, she made sure that we were in the bedroom studying. You know, every now and then we could hear her voice sailing through in the house. Yeah, it's like her observational skills are like incomparable to anybody else that I know. We keep teasing her about how she has eyes everywhere and ears everywhere. So it's, I can only imagine how scared her students must have been because they couldn't have pulled off any pranks or gotten away with anything in class. <laughs> That's right. And you know, another thing Tejas that I admire about her is the threshold for pain. Uh, I think some of us, even in the family, have quite a high threshold. Uh, I remember when you were about eight years old, uh, you required a spacer to be placed in your jaws. So we had taken you to the dentist. It was quite an hour-long uh, painful procedure. But you did not whimper or cry even once. Even the dentist was quite surprised. So when I see her uh, with the arthritic uh, pain, it is quite a chronic pain. And uh, sometimes it becomes quite acute also. Um, it makes me wonder how she copes up with it, you know. I would really be curious. Amma, I've seen you for the last 20 years uh, in this condition. And you still manage to stay happy and smiling. So what is the secret? It's very easy, Kala. It's with the basic knowledge to separate the body from the self. The self is not painful. It doesn't feel anything. We can be, when once we go to that level, when the body, when the body is aching, it's only external. So it goes on. Okay, no problem. Let there be pain or anything. As long as the people around us are happy, we should not make them unhappy. That's my aim. So it goes on like that naturally. Yeah, now I understand. I guess this is also one of the reasons when you attended the Vipassana meditation seminar recently, where you had to sit for about 10 to 12 hours a day meditating. Despite your condition, uh, you were able to successfully complete. And in fact, the teacher also commented at the end of it that you had a glow on your face. So now I uh, understand uh, how you have internalized the pain.
although the other thing that this points me to is that so she said about how it's just the body that hurts and if the mind is strong and the mind is steady and the self is steady you don't feel that pain as much uh but we keep pointing jokes at her so often uh i think everybody in the family treats bengaluraji as the butt of all jokes i think the only person who doesn't make fun of her is appa but i have hmm. not seen her ever complain about any of the jokes that we make or be unsporting towards them she's always taken them as if they are a joke and this is particularly funny now but when i was a youngster i was really really bad with the kind of jokes i was pulling on her i used to make a lot of fun of her her arthritis because i didn't quite understand it as much and i just want to know like aji how do you how did you actually take that take all the jokes and how do you continue to take those jokes with a, such a jovial spirit oh as long as when you said when you are young naturally you were a baby and now also you are same thing for me okay whether you are whether after 20 years or before 20 years it's same for me you are as young as you were and will be okay and then how can the elders take it as a take it seriously when once we know it is not at all real and when once we understand what we are and how we are we need not bother about the others saying 101 things it matters very little and another important thing is when the people around us can be happy at the cost of ours without spending any mental or physical or financial thing let them be happy why should i not let them have a free fun with me but it's not like she didn't laugh at me i remember this incident when i was in the bangalore house i'm sure you will also remember this very clearly but i missed there was a chair in the hall right and i knew where those chairs were positioned usually and aji used to sit on this plastic chair in the hall that was kept on the side but i wanted to go and sit on one of those so i basically backpedaled and someone had moved the chair from its position so i went damar and fell on my back and nicely she laughed she got a good thrill out of it i remember her laughing so much that she cried that day and i ended up crying and i kept asking her how can she laugh how can she laugh it was it was a really really not, fun memory not crying not crying actually right. tears of joy tears yeah. of joy okay <laughs> so and and tejas we witnessed the same thing happen in our house few years later where she fell from the chair yeah, and, and broke, broke the, the chair <laughs> strong chair unbelievably strong it must be about 120 kilo chair and she is less than 25% of its weight <laughs> do you remember that yeah definitely i i was right on the floor yeah she was really really sad I, also after that because it was my favorite chair that she ended up breaking and i got it replaced yeah both the time she had tears <laughs> this yeah. time out of sadness yeah and she's reminding me just now that uh, she in the side and i'm not sure whether you heard this but she's reminding me that she got it replaced which brings me to the other part of mm-hmm. of bengaluraji's personality that's so uh noticeable the first time that you meet her she's a very astute financial planner i think in terms of um monetary understanding within our family she's got one of the smartest brains and even though i'm not personally someone who shares too much with her about this 
Uh, she's someone I admire a lot and respect a lot for the amount of financial planning she's done. Um, in the last 20 years or so, I've seen how you set different goals and how you go about achieving those goals. And I've understood a lot from conversations with Amma about the same. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of merit in how much you've achieved because unlike Bengalur Tata, uh, you're not as tech savvy and you don't have as much of a, you've not learned the technology as quickly as he has. So there's no Excel sheets or no database. Also, I noticed that you are risk averse. So there's no investments in the stock market or anything of that sort. But what I'm really, really interested in understanding is despite all of this, without investing in the stock market or without Excel and all these database tools to help you, how have you managed to strategize all your finances and keep track of cash flows and deposits? Uh, actually, I owe it to one of my friends who advised me to start with the small savings, which I did monthly. And then I used to, at the end of the year, I used to combine and again in reinvest that one in the FD form. So it's like that I started. The things which prompted me is, the first and the foremost thing is, since I was earning from the beginning, when I was from 20 years, I just wanted to make sure at least I have to be independent financially till the end of my life. Physically, I don't know how it's going to be. And then another thing is, I didn't want to be a burden both physically and financially to others. So that's what it's making me to be uh, healthy as much as possible and f both financially and physically. Um, and what, are, what were the other things that prompted you to, to plan so much ahead? Yeah, to plan so much ahead, the most important thing is my maternal grandpa. When I got the first salary from National College where I was teaching, I went to him, who was a Tarsan, to tell him and to, do, to salute him actually. Then he advised me the basic thing. He asked me to save minimum of 10% every month and keep it for the future. The rest of it, the 90%, he told me how to enjoy that one, some 20% for my personal use, 20% for my father, for my wedding and other things since he had spent for, the, for our education. And like that, he divided the 100%. And even now I'm following the same thing and whatever buffer I get, immediately I donate it to the cause of education and for the poor whom I know directly. Are which organization use it properly. But she's so miserly, Tejas. She passed on all this financial acumen and planning only to my sister. She didn't pass on any of the genes to me. Yeah, I think you that's know? why it's very clear who is the who is the favorite daughter mm -hmm. for her. You are not staying with yeah. her. Gauri Chikumas with her. So it's very clear. I can only say Kala is not smart to grasp the thing. Oh, <laughs> what? What a line, what a line. Yeah, you can see when we talk about her humor and her sense of humor, I think everyone got a taste of what it sounds like now. From what we've just heard, Amma, what do you think your big takeaway is? Uh, uh, Tejas, you know, uh, she was pathetic at conflict resolution. 
whenever my sister and I had a, a fight, the only thing she used to tell us, there was this big well in the backyard of our house. She used to go near it and say, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. That was the only thing that she used to say. She just did not know how to resolve the fights. Okay. Uh, but uh, she's extremely kind-hearted. So I would advise you to get enough sweetmeats and all the delicacies done from her. Get it prepared and eat as much as you can before you leave for UK. And she's extremely generous also quite generous. So please feel free to apply for the funds disbursement whenever you need. Okay. Yeah, I know. I mean, we've already told the college that we'll pay the fees in installments so we can rely on someone to help us whenever we require anything. But I think my, uh, my big, big takeaway from Bengaluru Rajji is that there is, a, there is a joy and contentment you can get with whatever you have without looking at the things that you are missing out on. I think the amount of traveling she has done, I've seen her come on trips to Sri Lanka, to Kenya with us. And just enjoy it as much as possible without looking at how the trips could have been different if her arthritis was not there. So without looking at, oh, we could have enjoyed it so much more. She's always focused on how much enjoyment we could get from the things that we had, from being together as a family. And that's something that's, that's, that's so, so nice to see. I think even I get inspired even by the kind of treks that she's gone on with Bengaluru Tata. They've gone on such wonderful treks and made, and uh, through both of their talents, made such a good time out of it with Ajji taking care of the financial planning and Tata creating the post-trip souvenirs and films and memories and things like that. So that's, that's, that's my big takeaway. Ajji, from your life, if you had a takeaway that you wanted to communicate to the listeners of this podcast, what would that be? I'm very, very grateful to the God or the supreme who has bestowed everything in excess everything in excess love satisfaction contentment everything i want the youngsters and the people around me to enjoy that one and to and and to make it as a part of their life the satisfaction and the contentment gives you the happiest moments all the time and another thing is, especially after 60, when you become senior citizen, let alone living future, live every moment, every minute you have and think of the supreme nature, whatever you call it, God or supreme self or whatever it is, you live with the self and be with the people around you apparently. Always latently with the self. I think that's the... That's a very nice message to give to us, to live every minute of every day with as much satisfaction and contentment that we can get out of it. And that's something that I'm going to hold very dearly from this episode. Thank you so much, Ajji, for being with us. Thank you very much. It's been really good fun. I know. It's the first time I've been interviewed in such a great detail with all my personal things. And since it's my favorite, favorite and most lovely grandson, I just shared anything and everything with him and my daughter. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Ajay. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Tuesdays with Mummy. This podcast is out wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, iTunes or YouTube or SoundCloud. Please do subscribe and listen in next Tuesday for our next episode. 
See you soon. Bye-bye.